another episode of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, um, I've got uh, comedian, funny guy. Uh, he uh, is a team player over at Comedy Sports uh, in Walker's Point, and um, I have seen uh, him and his routine a couple times, and I'm looking forward to getting to know him a little better as we uh, enjoy a cold one. And uh, yeah, he's got the Bud Light Seltzer Black Cherry. Um, I've uh, ice cold hams. And uh, we're going to talk about what he does and why he does it. Michael Kittleson, thank you for joining me. Hey, Ben. Happy to be here. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. Um, yeah. All this stuff has been happening, and um, yeah. <laughs> what'd you uh, What'd you do today? Today I um, hopped on a Zoom um, improv jam. Uh, Michelle Gilliam uh, runs that through Improv MKE. Uh, go check that out; it's great. Um, and then uh, before that, I was sleeping. So sounds like um, it's been a wholesome Sunday so far. Then I guess. Pretty wholesome. Pretty wholesome. Got to sleep and thought about cleaning. I did text one of my friends. I was like, should I clean or is there no fucking point? Like, um, so I haven't, I haven't cleaned. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it takes me a long time to clean. Like not, not like once I do it, it, it goes by pretty quickly, but I mean like bringing myself to starting it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I thankfully uh, swept the house and did some mopping uh, this past week. Very, important. Um, very, very important. Today, um, what do I do? Um, you ever have this happen to you where you um, you watch a like a horror movie thinking that it's like the original, but it was actually the remake the whole time? Uh, <laughs> that happened to me last night. So, and I look, open up my phone to like look it up and read more about it. And I found out it was the American remake, and I got so pissed off, and then what, I fell asleep. What movie was this? Martyrs. Martyrs, okay. I was going to say, Spider-Man has been remade many times, and it's also not a horror movie, so Ben, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, I, I still think that Spider-Man 3 is the most unintentionally funny movie ever made. Oh, yeah, that Tobey Maguire scene. That's the one where he becomes cool for yeah a minute or there right where he's going down he's going down the yeah. street like that yeah 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 that's still the best scene of uh uh 20 21st century cinema i would say uh, so. yeah but uh today i watched that documentary uh the social dilemma this morning oh thoughts what are your thoughts uh did you watch it have you seen it i have seen it yeah i did see it a few maybe a month ago i don't know time's been but yeah i think a month ago or something like that whenever it came out yeah um it was uh a lot to digest um and uh, i like while i was watching it like i kind of challenged myself not to pick up my phone once because that's sort of like the premise of the whole thing is like it's like hey bud you're doing that too much lay the lay off right <laughs> yeah Put it down. Put it down. Down. Yeah. Um, which, um, yeah, it was, I don't know, it was, it was pretty, um, 
eye-opening and uh, concerning um, just how much, um, you know, we, like, I, I think there was a quote that was used in the, in the doc about how, like, we aren't using the product, we are the product, because, like, our data is, like, sold to advertisers so that they can make more money, and the algorithms, like, you know, are so um, subjective yeah. to, like, what appeals to us as individual, like, social media users, and, uh, I mean, it was a lot of stuff that, like, you kind of already knew, but it was, like, a lot more trying not to actively know what you're like right I'm sure i'm being watched by seven different companies right now but you know what let's pretend it's not happening it exactly that was that's been my whole mindset is that you know i'm just gonna like i know that like it's not just me being watched it's built like two billion people nah bro that, it's just you yeah, yeah, right right it's yeah. just you <laughs> I am I am Truman. This is you are Truman. I am Truman. Truman. Yeah, but I mean, it was uh, it's pretty wild. Um, definitely, uh, you know, kind of. I I do wish they focused a little bit more at the end about like, you know, what we can do as individuals if we are so like nauseated by this this info, like, kind of how we can respond. You know um that was the only thing i wish they touched a little bit more on toward the end but it is i think the the, the segment they focused on just how we live in such like a post-truth era of like where fake news and and conspiracy theories just get so like embedded in the yeah. regular um like the the cycles of consumption that we go through in our social media use and that is really terrifying and concerning and something that we is worth ha taking that in-depth look at but right but then uh yeah as soon as it was over i uh turned it off and then i picked my phone back up and uh kept scrolling <laughs> right i mean i had a thought earlier i think uh whenever yesterday or today um i was scrolling through and i'm like holy shit i could do this forever I could just go between Instagram and Facebook and uh, where, whatever the other ones are. And I could literally just bounce back and forth. And I do that a lot. I'm just like, I need to stop because what am I looking at? I'm not doing anything but looking and, you know, comparing myself. And, um, and I don't, I, I never thought I was like, I don't compare myself to people, but it's like, well, why the fuck would I, why the fuck am I looking at all this shit then uh, to yeah. see, to check in with everyone and see how I'm measuring up. Yeah, totally. And the messed up thing about that is because I'm sure you can relate to this too. Like, it's like when you're um, like, because like, I mean, I have, like, I have a really big social media presence. Like I have, I'm at the Facebook friend limit. I'm at the Instagram, like follow limit. I'm at the Twitter following limit. Like I have like maxed out like my interactivity with other people or other pages on all my social medias. So like, things get like drowned in my feed so constantly mm -hmm. and uh, what the the like the thing is is like when you like and comment on your friends posts and photos and statuses or whatever like it feels like you are virtually like validating them you know yes. what i mean where it's oh, yeah. like you feel like you feel like that is the validation that they are looking for and mm -hmm. they kind of like 
expect it from those that they have in their lives and mm-hmm. you feel like you're kind of like you're obliged to so yes. then like when like I miss things when I just either don't see it or I scroll past it or something and like someone will be like oh, did, did you not see like my post or did you not see this and I'm like no, no. I didn't <laughs> and like I, I'll like be like well fuck I my bad I, but it's also just like that's just how my feed operates and uh, it's just like something that was like intended for you know positive in impact and positive network becomes this like the whole flip side of it is that like you know it can make or break your your security with yourself and your community and everything around you and uh and i'm definitely like no uh exception to that like i've relied on it way too much myself yeah yeah i mean i've started i've been kind of devilish lately and i if i see something that i don't truly like i'm not gonna like it (laughs) that is just like ooh, that kind of feels like i'm like like a little bad boy it's like yeah (laughs) it's like oh i don't care about your pump like i don't care about your pumpkin fine i'm not gonna like it then yeah yeah or like oh you're uh like you're out at bars right now in the yeah, middle of the pandemic that. i don't care about how good of a time you're having i'm just gonna keep scrolling the way i'm gonna protest you at a bar is i'm not gonna like your pose yeah. how does that feel <laughs> yeah yeah like but it's like man that sounds so absurd when you verbalize it out loud like yeah. that you're doing that to like prove a point or something right um yeah it's borderline absurdist way of like how social media use has how it's transpired like that yeah and very quickly too because i remember in like 07 or 08 when i got facebook and it's like none of none of the stuff that really i mean it was so different back then in terms of how we even used it so it's just evolved into this monster especially facebook especially red rock um but yeah google too google has monopolized so much of what we use and like the way it it algorithms its search results you know like how that can be different for everyone too even if you search like the same thing as somebody else depending on like what you like oh yeah data looks like you know like yeah it's it is scary it is scary but yeah i mean i guess that's why we uh have beers in the middle of sunday afternoons exactly yeah um are we gonna delete our social medias probably not (laughs) but i'm sure i think that's the only way to really in the end to really take a make a change is to get off of it but i'm not there yet i'm not there yet neither am i and uh, it's it's intertwined way too much in what I do day to day with like my like music blogging or even like doing this show like I couldn't do that this stuff without social media at that point so it's like yeah well I'm fucked and anyway um well Michael what we talk about Mr. Nice Guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so as mentioned before I uh seen you at comedy sports a couple times 
you uh, do the um, you did the routine with uh, uh, Kara Minnelli. Yes. Shout out to Kara. Shout out to Kara. Kara. And she was actually one of my first guests I ever had on the show. She was in like the first 10. Oh, sweet. Weird to think about these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to her and hope she's doing well. Um, and so just thought that like um, your guy, like the, the, the um, dynamic that y'all have together and just like the, the musical component of it, um, this, just the skit interactions and stuff like that is is just like really fun especially for um for like late night um entertainment so i'm excited to talk about all that but first we'll uh, we'll take it back a little bit so michael let's start with uh, where are you originally from oh where am i from okay so i'm originally from minnesota um so i grew up in a town called hastings um, about 20,000 people right on the Mississippi River. Um, and then from there, I moved uh, kind of all over the Twin Cities, not all over, mostly St. Paul area. So like Apple Valley, Invergrove Heights, all these little suburbs. Um, a lot of change. Yeah, a lot of changes all throughout um, different locations, different schools um, for whatever various reasons. But um yeah, I was over in Minnesota for most of this until around uh, most of my life, which would be this, um, <laughs> um, until I decided to go to college here in Milwaukee. Um, and from there, I have been here mostly ever since for about approaching approaching 10 years. Damn, hell yeah. Um, does it feel like 10 years? Mm now that i think about it yeah it's like oh i was a child when i because i you know i was 18 when i started college here um yeah so it's it's been it's been i've been it's been different now i've been yeah. i've grown i've changed <laughs> yeah yeah totally like i think because like so i've been here for six years and uh, i have that feeling where it's like it feels like i've been in milwaukee for about six years like that but it doesn't feel like I've been totally out of college yet. That is the part that I feel like still sort of um, uh, residually, like you feel a bit like mentally attached to because that is what like brought me here in the first place. But um, so uh, what school did you go to? I went to uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College. Um, so I was, I was raised lutheran um so that was the kind of next step for me um th yeah that's where i went paid <laughs> yes. a lot of money to go there would yeah. i have done it again but you know yes. what i made a lot of friends there that i still love and adore um and overall it was i mean my life wouldn't be the same without it yeah um but yeah Totally. That's where I went to college. <laughs> hey, brought you here. You know? Exactly. Yes, I found my love of improv there and comedy there. Um, and that's where I um start, I started doing improv where I was like, hey, I want to do this. And so um, I found a guy who also had been doing it or had, had done it. I had never done it. Um, so junior year, he and I auditioned people to, to join our, our little troupe. Um, and then we started putting on shows. And uh, then it would become a 
yeah, like that's how it all started. And then it would uh, evolve into uh, what you do today. Yeah. Uh, what did you uh, major in at college? I was, uh, so I started out as a, a psychology major um, with a comm minor. Um, dabbled with um, doing like music education or something like that at first. But then I was like, no, it's too hard. Um <laughs> And I didn't, yeah. So then I uh, did psychology, but then I was like, no, that was too, that's too hard too. Yeah. Um, so then I switched from psych to comm, switched those. So I, I ended up being a communications major, um, but I didn't really care about it because I found comedy at that point. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'm gonna um, phone all this shit in and focus on doing the the comedy stuff and like extracurriculars like choir and band and all that stuff too. Oh, that was actually going to be my next question was like, were you like, were you much like, were you a performer of like the arts, like growing up? Like, so you said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I was doing. So I did my first love was piano, um, which I did in late night Milwaukee. I've done, you know, uh, with the drunken, uh, drunken crew. Um, uh, so that's been fun. Um, but yeah, I, I started, I started taking lessons as a first grader and performed piano. Um, and then I discovered dance cause my sister did dance and that's what got me on stage. Um, so I did dance for eight years and really, you know, performed for hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, in clogs, I did clogging, which is kind of like tap. Oh, um, sure. but yeah, that's where I was like, Oh God, I love this feeling of uh entertaining and getting you know validated for it like oh you're this is something i could be maybe good at mm -hmm. um and yeah i also you know did french horn and choir and um lots of stuff but and then i did theater you know in high school and in, in college but i really landed on how can i you know i landed on comedy i was like how can i incorporate all any and all of that stuff into comedy so that's why i'm you know doing the piano stuff with the comedy and yeah. singing with the comedy, stuff like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, dope. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, I was in band as well. Oh, what'd you play? I was a clarinet. Okay. And I, I watched a lot of SpongeBob growing up, you know, it was Squidward, you know, like why I think that every kid wants to play clarinet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I did end up, uh, I played some saxophone too. I did jazz band. Um, tenor oh, tenor sax. Tenor yeah. sax. Tenor, yeah. It was a little bulkier. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I heard French horn is like the hardest one to learn. It, it, it's harder. It's harder than I, um, I learned that late, later kind of too. So I was like, oh, I know what I was, I was terrible at it pretty soon into it and i'm like okay this is this is hard um but then i kind of was like i want to do this i want to i want to do it so i learned learned my way and um but yeah it is it is uh notoriously you got to have a a limber tongue uh and i'm not being meaning that sexually though i could yeah. but uh <laughs> but yeah you gotta you gotta have this um what do they call that the ligature uh, ambush, ambusher, ligature, ambusher, something. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, band, like all of that, all of the arts was was huge for me. 
growing up, that was a big, big part of, you know, music and I was a music boy through and through. Um, so being as like you would um, go into doing comedy, like were you were you like a class clown growing up? No, no, I was not. I was quiet. I was un like not well liked, but but I like in my because I I don't know I was just I didn't put myself out there because I didn't feel like I. Sh- would get pot like I didn't feel like anyone would like me or whatever um so I had like uh my my close friends um who and they thought I was funny but not really and then sometimes I would um surprise like the class and they'd be like where do you where'd you come from (laughs) I've been here this whole time I was just too scared um but yeah not a class clown until until college I would say until college, then I be, then I was like, all right, I just want to be funny, and that's going to be my. I'm just going to let let myself do it. The people that are like low key funny were always so fascinating to me, you know, like because it's like I always because when when you you hear like that one like funny remark or um or even like voice you do or something like that, yeah. like, when, you, when you hear that from somebody who doesn't normally like act out um you're like man i i just i'm curious about like what else goes on in your head what else are you thinking that might be humorous or relatable that you just keep to yourself um because i was i acted out a lot growing up um i mean i also was like it was weird like i i feel like i was pretty like introverted by nature but at the same time, like there was, there wasn't much of an in-between. I was either really, really shy and introverted or I really wanted a lot of attention. Yeah. So I'd kind of go back and forth and I'd say a lot of dumb things. I liked messing with teachers a lot and that got me in a lot mm-hmm. of trouble. Um, <laughs> a couple phone calls home to mom. Uh, so I think when I, when I got older, I learned to like, you know, just be more responsible about like being fun, funny or goofy and read the room a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't do that a whole lot growing up. I think that was my problem was like, I was reading the room too much and I'm like, well, we're in a classroom and that isn't, I cannot act out. This is a learning environment. Everyone needs to be respectful. Yeah. And I look around. <laughs> yeah right right right. yes you're like we we probably wouldn't have gotten along ben in 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 college or in uh in middle school (laughs) probably not (laughs) but i would have been like god that asshole needs a shot yeah (laughs) you would have been like you are being rude (laughs) you need to sit down (laughs) you need to be on your best behavior (laughs) yeah exactly and then inside i would like be like but yeah that was really funny actually (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah oh yeah but to be fair I'm sure a lot of my friends today, I probably wouldn't have got along with in the past. Oh, but, yeah. but you know, that's why we we grow and evolve as we do. Um, exactly. Yeah, and here we are. It's, mm-hmm. We're perfect like, now. So <laughs> you know, we're just doing a podcast together. Yeah, we're like we have no mistakes. We have, we don't <laughs> we don't make mistakes anymore. So everything yeah. we do is 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 perfect. 
and now we're collabing. Yeah, we're, co- <laughs> we're collabing. We're collabing. We're doing. Should. I mean, that's that's a good point to make, though, is because it's like you do grow up and end up interacting with people that like you never would have imagined yourself like connecting with on a, a creative or otherwise like personal, professional, whatever way. Like, yeah. I ended up talking to people like after college that I went grew up with that I never really talked to a whole lot growing up because you know the social environments just aren't always like conducive at the time between you and others but anyway so uh so you started doing improv in college Uh, I'd love to hear about kind of how that like what sparked your interest in it oh uh so I've I was like I had a friend in high school um she she's my best friend um she introduced me to kind of like SNL. I knew about it. Um, and I was kind of a mad TV fan growing up in middle school. So um, I would always kind of recreate those mad TV sketches with my friend, with my friends like Stuart uh, or, you know, Dot or all these, you know, crazy characters that they were doing. And I would like to, I'd like to, you know, mimic those. And those were so fun. Um, but I was like, all right, it wasn't like a thing or anything. And then in, in high school, my friend introduced me to SNL and Kristen Wiig was a huge um, influence and like idolized her. And I still do. She's still, I think she's still the greatest. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, how did she get to where she was? And how do the, how do those people get to where they are? And it's like through improv, through comedy training. Um, and so in college, I was like, well, I just want to, I want to start it. I want to do it. I want to do it now. Um, so found this guy um, named Andrew who's from Illinois, but he was going to college with me. Um, We were like, Hey, let's start a troop. Let's start a troop. Um, Short. We started, we started the short form troop. We auditioned a bunch of people. Um, They all made it on because we're like, well, let's just, I think it was like eight or nine people um, who auditioned. Um, And I'm still really good friends with a lot of them today. We're we're very bonding when you're like, all right, we're going to start fresh. No one really knows what they're doing uh shit and we have a show in two months great (laughs) yeah um so yeah we just kind of like I like learned as I went um about the improv rules and like read up on everything and then taught it to the the others and Andrew helped because he already had experience um and we kind of just like put this together and so um our first our my first my very first improv show is on YouTube actually back in 2013 and I watched it recently and boy I wanted to (laughs) uh strangle my my former self basically just like shut the fuck up you are so your my stage presence was just I I was so nervous and you could so tell it was just uh it was funny to me but um yeah it was very experimental in terms of like I don't know what I'm doing um but we ended up having pretty pretty good turnouts for the shows and kind of became like my identity in college where I'm like, I'm the improv guy and I'm the comedy guy. Um, and that's how that started. I'm just like, well, now I want to do this afterwards. I don't really care about a degree, um, which I should have because I was paying so much fucking money, but. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that is felt on behalf of myself as well. Yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Kristen Wiig is hilarious. Shout out to Kristen Wiig. 
Um, I more knew of her just from like movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I know she was in, um, what was that, Paul, the movie with the alien. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've never seen it. Is it good? Yeah, it's um, it's one of those like Simon Pegg movies, mm-hmm. like British comedy kind of. But then Seth Rogen is the voice of the alien. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, it must have been like 20, 2012 where yeah. Seth Rogen was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then she was in Anchorman Two, which, unpopular opinion, but I actually think it's really funny. I thought it was a good sequel. A lot of people didn't like it, but she she became like Steve Carell's counterpart in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so she was a big influence on you um yes what were what were some other like influences you had comedically um oh boy um basically i don't know snl was i still am to this day it's one of my the like one top three things i care about and you know with that being said people are like well it's bad i'm like i know it's bad but it's one of those things where you love it unconditionally <laughs> Um, and you're, I, I love criticizing it. I love uh, watching it. I love dissecting it. Um, so SNL was the, the, the main influence, just all of the sketches. And then, um, you know, recently watching some uh, Upright Citizens Brigade um, improv shows on YouTube. Some of those are posted there. So just uh, watching those and dissecting those and being like, why are they making the choices they're making? that was against the rules, but it's okay because it works or yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then again, Mad TV, just Michael McDonald on Mad TV. Um, um, Mo Collins, uh, who uh, was on Mad TV forever and she plays Joan Calamezzo on Parks and Rec now, mm-hmm. um, originally from Minnesota too. Uh, so that's a cool connection there. Um, and um, yeah, just watching those shows, watching those comedians you know sketch performers and improvisers and even stand-ups who get on snl who weren't anything or not they were they were something but it's just how it's fascinating to me how they're just kind of plucked and then and then they're they're there and they're suddenly on it yeah just you know you hear those interviews with those guys where it's like yeah, and then I found out I was I was on SNL, and a, and then a week later I was performing on the show, and it's like it all happened so fast. So I always find that aspect of it fascinating. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I kind of grew up watching SNL too, um, just like sketch comedy. Like mm-hmm. um, I loved Dave Chappelle growing up; mm-hmm. he was one of my favorites. But my sister had like SNL um like dvds so like best of will ferrell and stuff like that yeah i will um, say i we had a best of adam sandler dvd growing up and that was my first introduction to snl i think oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um yeah like um there's still some really good skits on uh SNL I I still enjoy a lot of SNL to this day like I mean have you seen a a puppet class yes yeah with Bill Hader Mm -hmm. I I still return to that one like all the time I still love that one I love Pete Davidson 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pete Davidson is is pretty funny. He's kind of outrageous. Um, yeah. But there's still there's still some good shining moments on SNL to this day. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's always a it's always evolving, always changing, just like us, just yeah. like us. Just so like us. <laughs> different every like time, man. <laughs> um. So uh. So how uh. So how long have you been doing the the improv comedy at this point? Um. For coming up on it's been yeah seven years seven years. Dope. Um, COD, comedy sports has been about has been three three years. Cool, awesome. Um, well, in that case, I'd love to hear kind of how that started. Oh yeah, so um, so after college, um, I moved back to Minnesota for about seven months, and uh, didn't have a car, didn't have anything to get around, so I was basically stuck at home with my mom, um, which was not, I mean, for for you know, now I'd be loved. I'd love to be stuck at home with my mom. That'd be the greatest. Um, but back then I was like a brat. So <laughs> it was harder. And, you know, living at home after college is, is hard. So I moved back uh, to, to Milwaukee uh, to hang out with all my college friends that were still in the area and um, moved, moved here January, 2016, and then started taking, you know, I was like, how am I going to do improv? I don't have a group. I don't, you know, everyone's so, I uh, started taking classes May 2016 at Comedy Sports, um, then kind of went through all the classes, um, and then um, stopped for like a couple months, and then I went back to see a show there, and um, or a match as um, Comedy Sports Worldwide would have would want me to say, so I will a match. Um, and uh, Kara was hosting. Kara Manelli was hosting, and she. Um, was like, hey, you should, you should get back into it. Come on, get back into it. I'm like, so I did, got back into it. And then I got hired after that session. So the only way to really get hired is just to be noticed and, and be asked to, to join. So that was um, September, 2017. So oh yeah, go ahead. Your three-year three mark recently. Yeah, yeah. Three years. Three years. Trace Anos. Trace Anos. Um, Trace Anos. <laughs> um, so, well, that's exciting. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, um, yeah, we can talk about, like, what, what, you're, what you, uh, as well as her, and just what your thing is now. Like, so, um, so what, uh, I, I'm, I don't, I, I don't have an, uh, complete understanding of like how comedy sports is like structured like oh yeah is it kind of like um like a residency sort of thing where you like have like a recurring show uh schedule or something like that uh so basically um you so every week i mean how this was how it was going happening before um the pandemic but every week um you'd send in your availability for the weekend and then we'd find out on Wednesday for that same week, that same week, whether we were going to be performing or hosting or in the booth doing sound or lights, um, or if you weren't scheduled, scheduled at all. Um, and how that would work is based on seniority, basically. Um, and if you had been showing that you were available, but mostly seniority. Um, so 
didn't, I mean, luckily I got to play kind of right away because of who was in charge at that time. He was wanting to play newer, newer people. Um, so I got to kind of, I kind of hit the ground running a little bit and got lucky with that. So um, that's how comedy sports works. And then, you know, um, all the other shows are just kind of, pe- you know, shows that people, whether involved in comedy sports or not, want to produce like Late Night Milwaukee or um, uh, Drunken Memories or the Drunken Shows or, you know, Never Have I Ever or um, all, all of that stuff. That's just produced by um, whoever whoever wants to. For sure. So which ones are, are you just involved in one or? Me personally? Yeah. Um, I'm involved in, well, I've done comedy sports. Um, and then, you know, I do late night with Kara. We have done, I think three, three shows officially, but we haven't done one in a while. Um, and then Never Have I Ever was the one that I, I've been producing. And mm-hmm. so did that for a, a f- couple years. Um, that's been that's been super fun. I love producing that show and putting that on. Yeah, um, tell me it. Tell me about. Tell us what never have I ever like what the whole concept is. Oh yeah, so um, so it's a long form show versus a uh, comedy sports, which is which is all short form. So, um, never have I ever based on the improvised drinking game, uh, that you might play at you know college parties or or, or high school parties or middle school parties or elementary. I don't know. <laughs> but uh yeah it's a drinking game um and uh we get never have i ever's from the audience read them out loud on stage uh anyone in the room can tell a never have i ever story um and then we take those stories and use them to inspire our long form improv um so been doing that uh it's been a while obviously we we were scheduled to have the last one, March 13th. And that's kind of when shit hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. Like the day before. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was, and we, we canceled it. Um, looking back there were, I mean, I'm still glad we canceled it because like, you know, but there are, there were eight total cases in the entire state of Wisconsin on March 13th. Um, so looking back, it's like, wow, we were, we were, maybe we were too worried, but I mean, I'm glad we canceled it overall because you gotta you gotta be you gotta be safe yeah absolutely yeah um and here we still are exactly and now you know people are going out people are doing whatever they want and we probably could have a show now and people wouldn't give a shit so (laughs) yeah 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 i man friday the 13th all i gotta say Friday the that was a Friday the thirteenth I remember. Yep. Um, yeah, that was the last uh, night of live music I saw like before the pandemic, um, and even that was like there was barely anyone there because yeah. all the hysteria had just started. Um, who uh, who does um, never have it ever with you? Oh uh, yeah, so it's basically it changes every time. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the people that have done it are um, Jordan, Jordan Reichardt's done almost all of them. And she's someone that I really um, love working with. Super funny, super funny, does comedy sports, teaches, has taught 101 at comedy sports and does long form. Amy Westrup, um, comedy sports person, and you know, she does Goodlanders, uh, which is long form. Um, Amanda Stelberg um, and... Uh, who's a, a, another great friend of mine so funny love love her 
Um, and uh, Evan Trader, another comedy sports guy. Um, but it, but it, those are some of the mainstays. I, I don't, oh, Nicole, Nicole uh, Sturkey um, was doing a lot of them. She's so funny too. Um, 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 and then, you know, Neil Stino's done a couple, a lot of just people from, people from Milwaukee around, around town. Um, and then we'd have uh, also a standup to open the show as well. Um, so like Carly Madison, Dana Ehrman, Jay Tyler Menz, um, Brian Green did one, which was super cool. Um, yeah, just uh, tried to get people who, you know, I loved working with and who I know, I know kill uh, often and you know, almost all the time. So it's just like big old, big old loose fun jamboree of, uh, of stuff. It's, it was always super fun to do. My, usually my favorite, favorite nights of, uh, of the week or of the month, just those never have I ever's. Oh, that's awesome. That, that does sound fun. When, when shows are a thing again, I'd love to make it out to one because doing yeah. like a long form version of the popular drinking game would be uh, entertaining and uh, a blast just, mm -hmm. you know, because especially after like, you know, how much we miss that, that sense of community um how much we will miss it by the time shows are a thing again whenever it is but yeah um i'll be looking out for more of those in the future for sure um that'd be a fun date night that would be a really fun day <laughs> yeah they it was always a, it was always a blast we had, yeah um what was i was gonna say something but i forgot so i like I'll, it'll come up maybe for sure <laughs> um uh, yeah uh so uh um, I remember when Kara was here almost two years ago now, um, she did talk about um, late night Milwaukee and kind of mm -hmm. what the idea was, but just as a refresher, would love to, if you care to talk a little bit about what the concept is and uh, yeah, like how, uh, how it works. Yeah, so this was um, something that Kara asked me to, to do and do with her. Um, Kara put it all together. Um, really cool idea with this late night Milwaukee, you know, kind of like a late night local talk show that was live um, where we would feature uh, local talent and, and uh, Milwaukee, you know, celebrities and comedians and, um, and have Kara interview them. And I would just kind of be her, her sidekick almost just yeah. kind of interjecting with piano or some dumb bullshit that I would say on this, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was a super fun idea. And I was like, of course, I'll do it. Because um, Karen, I've been friends for a while. And, and I love performing with her. And, and so I thought it would be cool to do. So, um, you know, we did the, we did the music featuring the local musicians with Amanda Huff. And, um, and who else was on that show? Uh, Shlee Berry was on that show. Yeah. And um, Lex Allen was on that show. Mm -hmm. um, so that was super cool to just see them live. I as soon as I saw Amanda Huff for the first time perform, I was like, whoa, 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 she needs to be big. <laughs> she's, she's one of those sweetest people like yeah. I've ever had the pleasure of like engaging with in the music scene for sure. I I love Amanda Huff and she's her vocal range is mm. amazing, incredible. Yeah. I was entranced. I was just like, this is she's other otherworldly. This is another worldly talent. So I'm happy to have been introduced uh, to her at that, you know, just to her music and talent at that show. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, Kara wanted to do like a Christmas show. So that was fun to like write, um, write some songs for and do some music for and had some local comedians on that show as well. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where Kara kind of like came up with the idea and I was like, let's, let's do it. Let's go, let's go on this ride. Uh, and, and Kara calls the shots and I'm just like, sounds good to me. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do you, um, so you, um, yeah, you, I know you have like that, like Milwaukee, I love you song that you oh, guys, yeah. um, yeah. Like, um, did you guys like write that together? Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, da, 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 da. oh yeah, that, that was really fun. I think Carrie, yeah, we wrote that together. I came up with them, um, the chord progression and the melody and um, Carol, uh, mo I think wrote most of the lyrics. Um, yeah, we spent a we spent a, f a few a few hours on that for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, uh, has there been anything um, like since I mean COVID? Mm -hmm. uh, it's you know every every uh, you know every entertainment um industry or whatever has to has had to cope or adapt or whatever so mm -hmm. have you been doing anything uh like during covid like virtually maybe yeah yeah i've done a few a few shows virtually which is interesting um super fun i did i did one last night actually uh would you rather which is um mm -hmm. uh produced by mike kauth who is uh one of the one of the most talented people improv improvise improvisers in the country he's amazing um but yeah Kauth um has been doing these um would you rather shows virtually um so I'm lucky to be a part of doing those um and they've been they've been really fun um and loose and 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 chill um definitely different virtually doing comedy and especially improv just because it's such a live thing um that electricity when you're in the same room um as as the audience and um knowing that it's completely made up it's just it's a little different over over zoom or, or um virtually but um yeah and then um i got to produce my own show um about a month ago um and had uh dick chud now the founder of comedy sports on it and he uh was able to to participate and, and that was that was great to have him um so yeah it's been it's been a not as many shows obviously a, a, a few a few of them though over over the past uh six or seven months for sure yeah yeah sporadic kind of mm -hmm. yeah yeah but maybe once a month where it used to be like way more than that but you know <laughs> yeah I get that definitely. Um, I haven't been able to do like <clears throat> not because like like I could if I wanted to, but like I haven't done the uh, like um, tuning into like live streams of like bands or artists. Like I just haven't done it because to me that's just not like it's. I don't want like the authenticity of live music like diluted for me personally because a big thing for me is being physical and like being there present with others and you know with like all of the the in, environmental and like atmospheric 
like um, factors, but, but, you know, power to everyone that is doing that right now. I know a lot of people do have been uh, engaging with things like that. And uh, I'm glad that folks can still make something out of nothing um, in this ambiguous and chaotic time. So. Yeah. Yeah, everything's different, but I think it'll go back. I mean, it's not going to go back. I think pe- a lot of, I get people ask like, oh, when do you think this will all go back to normal? I'm like, it's not ever going to go back to the way it was. Right. Normal like, is, is yeah. shifting. Like there's no, like there's an idea of normal that we haven't figured out yet. Right. It'll be a, it'll be a new normal. And I mean, we're living in a new normal right now, but it's, it's like, that was then that's not going to, we were so lucky to have that um, be living so carefree um, and not worrying about anything like COVID. So I'm, I feel so lucky to have all that stuff, but I, I realize that it's not, not really going to be like that if ever, but maybe, maybe, maybe down the road, but not, not for a while, unfortunately, maybe that's, maybe that's, um, a nihilistic outlook is that am i pronouncing that correctly yeah nihilistic I think. nihilistic fuck <laughs> oh shit oh shit <laughs> all right ben i'm out of here fuck it yeah, yeah you're done <laughs> um yeah no i i get what you mean though like um i mean i i do hope that some aspects are retained from what we learned through this this period is like for one I hope hand sanitizer everywhere is still a thing. Um, yeah. That was maybe not the kind that smells like tequila because I. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but it's ter- It's so gross. At uh, my local Walgreens, every time I go and get a snack and they, you know, I put it on. I'm like, well, this is, this is bad. Yeah. Now I feel like it's like I get harm, painful memories of alcohol I've, I've drank. Yeah. It, in past years um <laughs> you know but the, the the more like floral scented stuff like that that like i don't know what happened to all that but anyway um so uh i the last thing i kind of wanted to talk to you about just because you you know um it is part of your it's it's an instrumental part of your whole comedy routine is i'm interested to kind of hear like more like what your like kind of what the fundamentals of improv comedy are for those that might be interested in it or might be like you know just curious about just how it works because like without with a more like you know free form structure where you're kind of just coming up coming up with things like on the spot like Mm -hmm. that could be very um uh intimidating for some um but i'm interested in kind of like what you keep in mind about it and like kind of what you've learned through um, doing it for so long, just like what the most important things to know about it are. Yeah, that's great. Um, I guess the main thing would be, well, yes. And um, is a famous uh, number one rule. I would say, I think everyone would say that. Um, So agreeing with your scene partner or agreeing with what they're, contributing to the scene um, and adding on to it. So I guess the, the boiled down version would just be supporting your scene partner um, and 
and with you know supporting would be like agreeing and then adding on to it um no you know don't don't deny what they're saying in the scene um because that's not supportive <laughs> um and um you know i guess that would be that would be the main thing i keep in mind um is hey listen be supportive add on to what they're saying um and and maybe it'll turn out funny uh, maybe it won't because i don't think good improv needs to be funny really um but uh you know it's not the goal usually um so being you know but being supportive being collaborative on stage um um and building a world um that um isn't there and then it just all goes away once the scene's done and that's the cool part <laughs> yeah right right yeah you don't have to hold on to uh anything you had you just like established while on stage like you know it is very much like you know spontaneous in the moment and then mm -hmm. um and then like kind of like uh washed off the board once yeah it's over and then you get to you know uh draw a new scene exactly like, it's like an extra sketch yeah right yeah yeah i could um, never figure those out as a kid <laughs> i know I, I never could draw anything out of that out of those i'm just like these are useless to me this isn't fun <laughs> yeah no, i'm actually like this this uh this toy is ruining my self-esteem mom get it away from me <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um yeah well yeah i mean that's all I, I like um yeah i i think uh all of that is uh um totally understandable like kind of um acknowledging the the team partner oriented component of the whole thing like yes. where because it is like you know you you're working with what your partner is giving you but they also have to work with what you give them yes and, uh, like it's lots of giving of gifts and receiving of gifts or you know so-called gifts like not so-called gifts but like that's what they are you know your scene partner gives you a gift of that you're a zookeeper and you don't want to say no i'm not a zookeeper i'm your father right yeah because that's not supportive <laughs> no no like you it's kind of like you know there's those 50-50 memes going around on like on uh like a relationship should be 50-50 like those memes are going on going mm. around Twitter and Facebook right now and the same could be uh you know applied to an improv routine like yeah like you want to be treated the way you're treating somebody else so that means like you know be be uh, receptive to what they're doing and because you ultimately want to be received well by them so yes. that's uh that makes a lot of sense for sure yes spot on spot on hell yeah thank you michael for uh joining me today to talk about uh comedy and uh comedy sports yeah uh, what's going on uh in quarantine um which is different for everybody right um, but yeah, no, this is, this was fun. And, uh, uh, as we're closing out here, um, which I ask everyone on the, on the way out, what keeps you up at night? 
what keeps me up at night? Oh boy. Um, the, you know, that's a great question. Um, really what keeps me up at night is, you know, am I, boy, that's great. I don't know. Let me think about that for a sec, because I want to give you an honest answer, but then I don't want to be, but then my honest answer is like preventing me. Basically I'm like, was I, was I liked today? Yeah. Was I liked today? Did I give off a good impression of myself? And so what was holding me back from saying that is, is that going to make me not as liked if I say <laughs> that I was thinking about being. No, liked? I, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I, I worry about the same thing. Um, every day like I think about like um did I live into my existence today did I connect with others did I or did I make a complete fool of myself today and how can I like redeem myself tomorrow I think about that like every day <laughs> yeah yeah like oh I well I was rude to that right where I was per I perceived myself to be rude to that person at work today tomorrow I am going to be nice to them yeah the um, best feeling the best feeling is when like you realize it was all in your head and like they didn't even think twice about yeah. what you were doing that's the best feeling in the world yeah we were like all right maybe i should just stop thinking so much and go to bed <laughs> yeah right well that's my second question is uh what puts you to sleep oh uh melatonin nice no but um i i'm one of those people who ha uh can't sleep unless i'm like dead dead tired um, so I have to like trick myself into going to sleep where it's like, oh, if you just watch the office and, and, uh, for, you know, for the ninth time and, um, and then, um, suddenly you're asleep. So I, I, I can't try to go to sleep. Otherwise I won't. Yeah. You think too much about it. Yep. Yeah, totally. I, I feel that for sure. <laughs> Thank you again, Michael, for being on the show yes thank you so much for having me ben this was super fun and i'm glad that uh we did it thank you yeah ditto um for everyone watching um be sure to check out comedy sports um for uh um some great uh fun improv uh as well as uh skit oriented productions um never have i ever late night milwaukee the ones that uh this fella does right here and uh, yeah, we look forward to what they do in the future. Thanks for watching. Yes. Thanks, Ben. We'll see you next time.